it's you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Scumbar Podcast, where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books. And everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Brush, and welcome to episode 55, where Are you sure? I brought in. Nope, nope, it's not. It's 56. No, where are you I sure? I brought in. Oh, no, it's not at all. It's 57, <laughs> are you, where are you I sure? brought in. No, no, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm positive. It's 57 <laughs> this time. Um, where I brought in the uh, smartest person in the world who knows when I'm wrong. This man comes from all the way from Sector 7. We've got. Hello. It's a me. Anthos. Hey there. Oh, speaking of Mario. Yeah. Today's Mario Day. What? There's a day for Mario? Yeah, March 10th. I bet you there ain't no day for Luigi, yo. It mm, probably, no. Probably no, not. probably not, no. But today, it's Mario. It's, it's National Mario Day. Mar, Mar te- March the 10th is Mar 10. When you write it out, Mar 10, it looks like Mario. Oh. So it's actually a thing. Like, um, okay, that makes sense. N- Nintendo has sales on specific titles, and Amazon follows suits, and Best Buy, and all that. Yeah. I want to hear your best Mario impression. Go. Yeah. Wah. Wahoo. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, my gosh. You're very good at impressions. I don't think you know that. I'm but pretty you're very sure I just good at blew them. out so many people's ears with that one. Yahoo. No, that was really, that was very good. Good job. Thank you. Um, Wow. I'm impressed. Uh, also, just because I want to, I want to poke the dancing bear. Can you, um, can you do your goofy? Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to have one episode where it's just like, oh, it's all just imitations and impersonations. Oh, but you're so good at and it. there's no content. <laughs> uh, let me apologize to the audience for a second. I'm so sorry. It is episode 57. Um, I, <laughs> If you remember from last week or if you listened to our last episode, um, I was over at the farmhouse, which I'm actually still at the farmhouse, but I'm over at my regular house right now just to do this impromptu recording. Um, and uh, so I got my notes, but of course I never updated the number. So I, I, I again, I'm like Ron Burgundy, and I just read what's on the sheet. <laughs> and it said 55, and so therefore I read 55. But we are on episode 57, and uh, we got lots to talk about. Lots to talk about. There's so much lots. going on. Anthos, I don't even know what to do next. Let's just go into it. What's new with you? Oh, okay. So wow, yeah. There's a lot to go with. With uh, okay, okay, okay. Here, here are my notes about me. It starts with Castlevania. I watched <laughs> Castlevania. That's perfect, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody else, but that's my topic of the day! Oh, is it actually? Oh, <laughs> it sweet. actually is, so that's perfect. Cool. I, I think I... I can't remember if I mentioned it in the last episode, but I, I may have been already watching it at the time, and so I've actually finished <clears throat> season one and two, and oh, I enjoyed it. It was fun. And I am looking get into forward... It. Good. Good. <laughs> Um, what else? Okay, I'm just gonna go like quickly go through the things that I've done. So go through it. Watch Castlevania. Watch Ford yep. v Ferrari. Watch Parasite. I watched mm. All the Boys Part One and Two. Oh wow! And yeah, yeah, that. You're cultured. I'm speaking to a cultured <laughs> man right now. Yep, that's me. <laughs> yep, I uh, I know Mario um, Day and I know 
film. Apparently, yeah, good job. I mean, I haven't seen any of those movies, and I want to see all of those. Well, I don't know about The Boys as much, but I definitely want to see Ford versus Ferrari, and I want to see... What was the one you said? Oh, the Parasite? coronavirus one. Pa- Parasite, That's, yes. It's, it's Parasite. not the coronavirus one. But <laughs> Actually, no, if anything, the coronavirus movie is uh, Contagion. That seems to be the movie that everybody's watching right now. Which is hilarious, because my fiancé and I saw that when it came out in theaters. And I don't know why we watched that movie. We just wanted to go see this. Yeah. And, like, it ruined us. Like, that movie just ruined us. We, we like, never wanted a virus near us ever. Oh, like, yeah. Ah, and things uh, freaked me out. People told me about that. I, just, I never got around to seeing it. It's, it's, it's somewhere good, low on my list, but I still do want to see it. Well, right now, it's, it's apparently getting really... Uh, it's watched a bunch right now, just because it's related to... It's a similar event to how people view coronavirus right now. So, oh, I see. Okay. So probably has to do with like, uh, like panic just mode. Just spreading, yeah, exactly. Epidemic right, yeah. and spreading a disease, and not much anybody can do about it, and the government can't necessarily help you and all that stuff. So it's it's the extreme version of what people are seeing coronavirus to be. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, what's okay, new with you? Oh, ah, <laughs> what's new with me? I'm. <laughs> I just finished. Um, let's see. Prepare to meet thy doom. It's a uh, book written by David Kushner. Uh, and the I just went through the audiobook done by Will Wheaton, and uh, it's actually the sequel. And uh, I'm gonna put air quotes on that, but you can't see it. I'm, it's the sequel to Masters of Doom, which is a very good book that I've been recommending to Anthos mm-hmm. over the last couple. It's weeks. It's on my list. And uh, Masters of Doom, just to tangent here, Masters of Doom is about uh, the ID developers or id developers who made the game Doom and Quake, uh, Rage, Doom Three. Uh, still making the Doom games today, but the, the book is about just the creation of Doom and Wolfenstein and, and, and kind of the development of, of those games, and it's very, very good. But I have to say, the sequel is really not that great. It's uh, pre- Prepare to Meet Thy Doom. I just bought it on Audible, um, which we don't even sponsor Audible, but let me just tell you, Audible. But we're going to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, Free marketing. I just, I just went through the sequel, and it's just not that good because uh, it, David Kushner clearly made... Um, masters of doom mm-hmm. a very good book and then after that he just kind of did a bunch of articles about games and then prepare to meet thy doom is is the compilation of all those articles oh, to make okay. the sequel book and i honestly think he just cashed in on the name and I, oh. i'm not trying to make him sound like a bad writer he's a great writer it's just uh masters of doom is a full story about mm-hmm. the id developers of doom and then prepare to meet Thy doom is just kind of i don't know just tangents a bunch it's just all these different things so well i mean uh, just, it's it's probably tangenting because they they're just telling you to prepare not like here is doom yes <laughs> right so yeah also also that's... why is the name prepared to be <laughs> doom i have no idea you know it's it doesn't really make much sense and uh i i read the reviews beforehand and a lot of people did say this beforehand um but i felt like i really like masters of doom so i was like ah, you know it must be good uh, honestly, the reviews were right, though. I'm not saying it's a bad book. It's just nowhere near on the level of Masters of Doom. So okay. I recommend David Kushner a lot. He made Jacked as well, which is a book about um, Jacked. Rockstar. Jacked. About Rockstar about Rock- the drink? No, Rockstar Games, who okay. made uh, Grand Theft Auto. And uh, he made that book, and that book's very good as well. Um, so I recommend that, and I recommend Masters of Doom, but I do not recommend Prepare to Meet Thy Doom. Quick okay. tangent. That's what I finished. I really enjoyed that. Other than that, I'm still living on a farm, taking care of dogs and chickens and bees. So... And, and getting eggs. <laughs> and getting eggs. And... Oh, I got four eggs yesterday. I came Ooh. home from work, and there was four eggs in the thing, and I was like, wow, it's been a good day. Is that a record? <laughs> that's a record for you, That's right? a record. Four it's eggs. a new record. Do you there, get there honey? Are, there are five chickens, so four eggs is... All, it, that's like you know i don't even want to do the math that's great that's like that's like 20 percent. that's like yeah <laughs> approximately <laughs> approximately 80 percent yes of my chickens are laying eggs. negative 20 percent yeah um that's why i didn't want to do the math <laughs> yeah so are you also getting honey from the bees no well 
<laughs> I don't know why I responded so quickly. Uh, no, as in yes, but no, as in I'm not getting the, I'm not extracting honey from any of these bees, but I have honey at the house made from these very bees. I so see. I have tried the honey from them. And then uh, you also have about 20% of the honey compared to bee ratio? <laughs> yeah, negative 20% of that honey is mine. Uh, but no, uh, honestly, I don't like the honey from these bees. Uh, it tastes kind of like candle wax in a weird way. Like, I'm not, okay, it's edible, yeah. but it's just that it's. So it's not as I'm, sweet. Yeah, I'm really used to naturally. No, that's that's not true. I'm I'm really used to sugary, like fortified. Honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man-made sugary honey, <laughs> yes. you know, that you put on your toast. Um, and when I'm having natural honey from these bees, it's 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 just there's no taste there. So I'm, I loaded this like peanut butter and honey sandwich. I love peanut butter and honey sandwiches. Yeah, I loaded it with honey, and I was eating it. I was like, I'm not getting any of that zip. You know, it was just sort of like peanut butter with this like mashy gum in it you know and i was like oh, yeah it's just, it just didn't it just didn't go very well i don't know if i want to have that texture in my mouth just no i know doesn't it sound it, pleasurable no, pleasurable it, 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 it was not pleasurable pleasurable <laughs> uh so that's what's new with me now before we get into uh the news i would like to quickly tangent into something we missed last week which is Ooh, would you like to hear a pirate joke <gasps> did we really miss that oh miss sorry you know what it's because right because I was co, I was hosting. So you hosted. I should have come up. With I blame a joke, you. So it's my fault that we did not have a pirate joke. It is your fault. Yes. I see. And I have to say, actually, um, I actually I yes. did play for my fiance the episode from last week because she doesn't necessarily listen to our whole podcast, but sometimes she listens. She doesn't to necessarily episodes. like our podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. But I would say that she doesn't listen to it as much. Yeah. Um, she did listen to last week's episode, and uh, she loved you hosting it. She thought it was amazing. So oh, oh <laughs> you made her laugh oh, a whole you. bunch. She thought it was a great beginning. And by the time we got to the end, when you made me do that improv thing, yeah, she, was, <laughs> she thought that was great. <laughs> so that did was she? Really good. Did she enjoy hearing her topic get discussed? Yes. Oh my that was God. Last we, episode, praised, right? we praised her a whole bunch on that episode. So yeah. yeah, she was very happy about that. We're going to have to get her, get her some sort of like mascot uniform because it's eventually going to be like, this podcast is just going to be revolving around her. Really? That, that's just, <laughs> that's how it's going to change. Well, there's your wife as well. So, I mean, it won't just be my fiance. Yeah, we'll see. That is we'll see. true. The, to the talent of many men out there, it is inspired by the women that they're with. So yes. Yes. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. So would you like to hear a joke? Yes. Finally. Sweet. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, here we go. How much do pirates pay for corn? Uh, uh, how much do pirates? Okay, uh, a a cob cobble, they hobble on their peg legs. Uh, <laughs> they hobble on their cobble. Colonel, uh, Colonel Sanders. Oh, I can't get it. What? What? What is it? A buck an ear. Oh, I get it. I've said one very similar to this before. If you remember, there was the ear piercing one. It said, how much does it cost? It was a buck a an buck ear. A buck an ear, yeah. But, yeah. but I just like this one because it was funny. Corn pun. Corn pun. Buck an ear. Corn pun. I love corn puns. I mean, it was... Very corny. It was, it was a bit corny. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. All right, Anthos, why don't you tell us what's new in the world? Because I never pay attention to it, so... Cool. Okay. Well, what is what is the uh, what's the segment called? Ye old news. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> um, cool. So I got a few things here. Uh, so Jurassic it. World ha- officially, or Jurassic World uh, three officially oh, has a title. I actually have local news about this. Did you hear where they're filming it? Apparently, locally to you. <laughs> yeah. So I actually live on Vancouver Island, and uh, 
probably mid to North Island, there's a place called Cathedral Grove where there are these gigantic trees. Dinosaurs. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's actually, yeah, most people know it. So in uh, the the movie uh, Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. um, there was the speed speeder bike chase scene, and they filmed half of that in the um, Redwood Forest in California. Oh. But they filmed the other half actually in Cathedral Grove here on the island. Cool. So it's this place where they just, it's this gigantic tree. So, so think of Redwood Forest in California, or if you're an Ark Survival player, think of the Redwood Forest in that biome. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's, uh, anyways, it's um, these gigantic trees, and it's amazing. But anyways, I heard for the new Jurassic Park movie, they're actually going down island, and they're going to close off Cathedral Grove, and they're going to start filming all these like dinosaur-esque scenes down over there. Which is, honestly, for, as a local, it's actually kind of a nuisance. Because if you're trying to get North Island, it, it becomes one road. And if they're uh, blocking that off, then there's it's now closing uh, your one highway that's the one, between yeah. the towns. So, yeah, it's going to be tough. So then, well, have have you already figured out your your, your detour? Well, for me, it doesn't matter. Well, oh, unless okay. I'm camping. Actually, if I'm camping at that time, then it will matter. So, no, I haven't planned it. The answer is no. Okay, cool. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, I'll have to figure that one out. But honestly, what we'll have to do is... There's a lot of rock slides around there, too. Normally, what happens is you you have to literally just park your car and wait, like, six hours for the crew to remove all the rubbish, and then Ooh. eventually you get to go through. So it can be pretty brutal. That's why Game Boy Pockets were really popular That's when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> and what else is there? And Sega Game Gear? Oh, at the Game... I, I never had a Game Gear, but I gotta admit, they looked so freaking cool. Whenever I had a friend who had... You know the three buttons, A, B, C? Like a C button? No one knew what C was. And it was like, oh, you have a, an extra button. Wait, on the Game Gear? Yeah, Sega Game has A, B, C for their buttons. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the Game Gear... Whoa, you're freaking out, man. They, how did they do theirs? <laughs> yes, the Game Gear was... Uh, buttons are one and two. Oh, what? I yeah. A, B, C. Oh, maybe I'm just so, getting it mixed up with Genesis. So the Genesis, yeah. The Genesis controllers Oh, you're had... totally right. You're totally right, yep interesting wow no so i'm mixing two things together so you're right the game gear was just a handheld it actually looks fairly similar to a psp today psp yeah yeah um but i'm thinking the sega genesis controller had abc but you're right still this console or this handheld looked really good the problem with it is is that it had such good graphics that the battery life was really bad on game right Boy. yeah so well and also the... had like full color and everything whereas the game well Boy yeah didn't. like it looked yeah. it looked fantastic yeah, it has it a backlight great. i think as well but the game boy uh, survived because it could go like eight, nine, ten hours without dying at all, right? So yeah, Neil Armstrong oh, famously had a Game Boy and took it to space with him. And then, really, uh, when he came when he came back and they uh, came back to Earth, uh, surfacing into Earth, you know how the whole ship like flames up and everything. Uh, the Game Boy got completely destroyed and wrecked, but it actually still runs today. And it's in I can't remember what museum, but you can see Whoa. it running in a museum with Tetris running on it. And uh, so there's this Game Boy in some museum that's still running Tetris today. That Sorry, was like his favorite game. Which astronaut? I thought it was Neil Armstrong, but let me just, I don't know, search it up. Um, we're, wait, Game Boy back then? Tetris. Uh, Tetris. Let's see. Astronaut. <laughs> I'm going to look it up too. Let's race. Astronaut play, that play brought space. Game Boy into space. Take that, uh, Google. Cosmonaut Alexander A. Serebrov. Oh, no, it was a Russian. You're right. Um, Sorry about that. Serebrov did it. He was the one who brought it. Not Neil Armstrong. Yeah, it sounds better as Neil Armstrong, but no. It, <laughs> so it did go to space, and it came back. And yeah, you can see it today. There's a photo of it. You can just type it in online and go to images. Uh, there's a photo of it you can see. I'm just going to... Where is it? Yeah. Where is it? I'm doing a whole bunch of searching right here. Astronaut Space, Game Boy. Maybe they could take a picture of it because it's just too busted okay. up. I've, I've read the article. I've seen the Oh, book. is this the it's, one? It's, it definitely exists. It looks like a blown up 
Game Boy. It's like all morphed and destroyed. Yeah, like, the, it almost looks black. Like what I'm looking at right now looks like it's supposed to be a pop tart. <laughs> that's yeah, the best exactly. way I can that describe that. Sense. Yep, yep, that would make sense. Um, that's kind of it. Oh yeah, I found it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was just about to link you. So it's it looks char- like yeah, char- it's all charred everywhere. Yeah. Still plays though. Wow. And it's got Tetris running on it because Tetris is what he played up in space. That's so interesting. Yeah, it looks yeah. like um. Oh, you know, it reminds me of when you uh, when you roast a marshmallow too long. Yeah, that's yeah, what that's exactly like. what there it looks like. There we go. It was a white. It was a white Game Boy, I believe, at one time. It's not anymore. probably yeah. Well, yeah, they were kind of like light gray, neutral grayish. Oh yeah, you're right. It's probably not a Game Boy Pocket, is it? So Beige. it probably is just light gray. Interesting. Oh wow, cool. Oh no, they made a they made a white regular Game Boy, so it could have been that. Anyways, still just random bit of trivia. Was it Neil Armstrong? It was the Russian dude, which is funny because uh, Tetris is also Russian. So there you go. Maybe that's why. I think he's maybe he's that's why rushing up on his rushing. Dude, rushing on his rushing. Wait, that's Phantom of Dreams. <laughs> <laughs> what's yeah. the what's the Russian uh, song? Whatever Tetris's theme is, and Fountain of Dreams sound very similar. There's a few. No, Tetris no, no, songs no, 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 Like that's, depending that's on the, the Russian, that's the Russian dance song. That's not it. I'm trying to think of all the ones I can remember from NES. You're thinking of just a bunch of Russian songs. Well, I'm thinking of of the ones that I I can hear in my head when I'm in the different levels it's, playing Tetris from NES. Right. <laughs> and that actually is actually you know what you're not wrong you're not wrong that actually is a russian song as well so the russian developer who created the first game of tetris he he put in all these like russian songs in. he was actually living in soviet russia at the time Ooh, yeah cool. so it was a the iron curtain was around at that time so i know this probably doesn't make sense but there was one song that i really like from uh tetris i probably won't be able to find it but it was uh it was almost kind of like um like a loungy, trancy kind of song. <laughs> like they all sounded like they're obviously. All was it Tetris iconic, on the NES or Tetris on Game Boy? On NES. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, I'll see if I can find it like throughout the episode or something. Okay. I just won't pay attention to what we're actually talking about. If you can, if you can time. find it, send it to me and I'll put it in the episode so the listeners can hear it. It's very like yeah, it's trancy. Tetris has like a free domain or whatever, so I can play its uh, music. Ooh. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Anyways, so, uh, so sorry. What's up in the news? What's going on? In the uh, news right. Today? Okay. Well, you already mentioned so that Jurassic World. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry. Is Go ahead. filming now, so their title <laughs> is officially Jurassic World Dominion. Cool. Um, uh, later Dominion. in the news is uh, Transformers. Oh, so Transformers. Netflix is going to have a Transformers trilogy coming out. Um, like cartoon or like a movie? Uh, CGI. So oh, okay. it'll be. Sorry, that doesn't even answer your question. Um, <laughs> it's. It's a it's a trilogy, so I believe it's gonna be like I guess it's like either a miniseries or a trilogy, like set of movies. I'm I'm not really sure, okay. but it's gonna be called War for Cybertron. War so for Cybertron. That sounds fun because I think there was a video game, and there probably was some also like other um, comic arcs that were War for Cy- Cybertron as well. I'm sure there were. Must have been. Um, and then in addition to that, in Transformer news, there's a Beast Wars movie in development for all you oh my Beast God! Wars fans. <laughs> I was just about to say because I just like I could care less about Cybertron, yeah. but I care so much about the uh, Maximals. Yeah, so that's that'll <laughs> be interesting. Uh, I don't, I didn't read into. Obviously, I didn't read into, but I, I uh, didn't read into. <laughs> you what... read that article and you were like, copy paste. And then, <laughs> well, it was really just like, okay, here's here's the link for it, and I'm gonna put it in my notes in case I ever decide to read something. But nope. And I wrote down the note: Beast Wars movie in development, and then the cool. link, and that's oh all gosh. I know. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. So cool that's gonna be fun great 
what else is there? Oh, so the next Star Wars movie got a title as well, and it's called The High Republic. This isn't uh, the Ryan Johnson trilogy that's confirmed yet not confirmed, right? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, this okay. is the one that is supposed to take place like hundreds and hundreds of years before Skywalker. Oh, oh this is the one that may or may not be doing the Old Republic storyline? Pro- well, probably. I assume so, because they're called the High Republic. Yeah. So This is apparently, um, they bought the rights to the Knights of the Old Republic storyline from uh, the old LucasArts games. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, so th- th- it sounds really good. So, uh, well, sorry. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> the The old Knights of the Old Republic games were really good, so I'm hoping that if they buy the rights and they have uh, the you know rights to make a really good storyline, but who knows? They might screw it up still. Never know. Very well. Very well. Very well. Uh, exciting yeah. if it works out. Yes. I thought that was going to be like a show, though, on like Disney+. Plus. I didn't realize that was going to be a movie. Oh, um, unless I got some things messed up, because I was always going to mention no, something about Project right. Luminous, but I didn't... Uh, I didn't really look into that enough at all. Let's see. <clears throat> Star Wars The High Republic revealed everything you need to know about Project Luminous. So I assume that Project Luminous has something to do with um, the next, I guess, <laughs> Star Wars phase. Oh, um, okay. Let's see. Initial but there is so supposed cool. to be another trilogy of movies that's supposed to come out. Not like a 10, 11, 12, but like a parallel trilogy of movies. And it's going to be done by Ryan Johnson. At least that was the confirmation like last year. So I thought that was still going on. Maybe not. Okay, well, I don't see anything about Ryan Johnson in this one. Let's see. Okay, well, let's get, well no, that yours sounds more like the Old Republic one they were going to make. Cool, well, let's go with that. Let's just pretend I kind of know what I'm talking about, and you were helping me along with it. Anyway, that's my know. news! I don't know. I pretend to know. Um, so, uh, in my news, there is possibly a Mortal Kombat TV show coming out that's kind of similar to the Castlevania show we're going to talk about later. Oh, on. cool. Yeah, Mortal Kombat ah. Legends, it's, kind of, it's called. It doesn't really look like anime, though, so it looks more like a cartoon. It actually looks kind of like um, the American cartoons of uh, Batman and stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if this is done by the same people. It's called Mortal Kombat <laughs> Legends, Scorpion's Revenge. Ooh. And uh, don't quote me on any of this. I'm literally just reading this as I scroll through Reddit right now, so that just looks kind of interesting. But uh, on the same bar of, you know, like how Castlevania is a video game series that's being turned into a TV show, it's doing very well, so... Let's hope that Mortal Kombat does well. Yeah, um, for once. <laughs> other things I want to talk about. Uh, Disney's Jungle Cruise is coming out. It's a movie um, based on the Jungle Cruise ride at Disneyland. A movie to... based off of the Jungle Cruise ride? <laughs> yeah, so it's starring The Rock and Emma... What's her name? Emma Emily Blunt? Stone? Emily oh, Blunt. I see. Oh, Emily. Um, so Ooh. it's... Uh, it's, it's like, if you remember that Jungle Cruise ride at Disneyland, it's just like a little kind of ride you take where you're in a river rapid thing. And there's like a narrator who's like a live narrator who kind of goes through a bunch of stuff with you. And then all this crazy stuff happens and the narrator like plays it up. It becomes, it, it's just like a small, not not a very big ride at all. It's it, it's not that thrilling. It's just kind of a fun-ish ride. Why don't um, I, no, what Jungle Cruise ride? Yeah, I used to, I honestly used to uh, love it when I was a kid. And I remember where the guy who's like driving the the little cruise boat he said uh this is my girlfriend he held up this like fishnet he's like her name's annette and then, like i remember i remember laughing so hard as a kid and my dad looked at me like really you laughed at that <laughs> so i will never forget that but um anyways it's funny how disney's making another movie based on one of their rides and uh it doesn't look horrible is the joke but it's also it looks nothing like the ride but neither the parts of the caribbean for that matter so yeah, I mean, you can't really make it look like the ride itself. In, in order yeah. to make it compelling, anyway, I, I think it'd have to be pretty yeah. different. 
Yeah. I can honestly see it doing fairly well. It just looks like another blockbuster. It's honestly very similar to something like Jumanji. It's just going to be a, a what-if movie kind of thing. So. Yeah. How happy will you be if somehow they fit in the... This is my girlfriend. She's a Annette. <laughs> like, joke in the movie. How happy will you if be? If they can somehow fit that in, that's great. But I honestly think it's something that that guy did. It's just, like, his, his shtick when he was the Jungle Cruise driver. Yeah. Um, And also, I'd just like to point out that a lot of the guys that do that kind of role, they're people that are aspiring to be, like, Hollywood actors. So, for all I know, that was, like, Tom Cruise before he was big. Well, not Tom Cruise, because that, that wasn't that long ago. But, uh, <laughs> let's say, uh, that was Jason Statham before he was big. It probably wasn't actually, but it could have been. Okay. I was going to say, I mean, he's not that big. He's When you set him yeah. next to The Rock, he's, he's pretty small. <laughs> uh, one last thing I want to say is okay. they're apparently trying to build up the Dark Universe, um, which is the uh, the Dracula and the old monster movie characters. Um, if you remember, oh. there was a Tom Cruise movie not that long ago for The Mummy. Uh, right, 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 right. Okay. And, uh, it, it flopped, it did horrible, and then the Dark yeah. Universe just like failed, and they weren't going to bring it in at all. But there's a lot of rumors going around that the Dark Universe is going to be revamped yet again. And uh, it's going to start with Dracula. What was that? Um, there's like a Sean Connery movie. Is that the one where there were a, like, oh, a bunch uh, of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Is that the one? Yeah. Yeah, that one is similar to the Dark Universe storyline. It kind of brings in Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. The characters. Uh, Invisible and like Man, I think, is in Frankenstein and Frankenstein's yeah. monster and all that stuff. I don't think Dr. Frankenstein was in it, actually. I think it was just a few others. But that's actually oh. based more on a DC comic for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. But this is based on the actual, um, the old Warner Brothers, not Warner Brothers, who is it? Oh, I can't remember. Right Universal Monsters. Sorry, Universal hmm. uh, Movie Monsters from like the 30s uh, with Bela Lugosi and um, uh, Boris Karloff and all that for Frankenstein and Dracula, respectively. Uh, okay. um, so they're going to bring it back, apparently, and they're going to start with Dracula. Now, this has happened so many times. There's been so many Dracula movies. Uh, there's been so many Frankenstein movies. Uh, yeah. But the last popular ones were the... Um, is it called Bram Stoker's, I believe? Or, uh, no, no, the Hammer ones. I'm sorry. The Hammer ones in, like, the 80s were the last, like, really popular ones. And that was starring um, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee. Okay, I'm gonna... I'm searching up Hammer Vampire. Ham Hammer Dracula. If you type in Hammer Dracula, you'll get Christopher Lee looking crazy. Hammer Dracula. Um, and that is... Uh, it's Hammerstein, I believe, is what it is. And Christopher Lee played Dracula. And he's nuts. And oh! He's so good. Oh, right, right. Yeah. And, uh... Peter Cushing, people will know as General Tarkin in uh, Star Wars. So, fun fact, actually. So, uh, George Lucas was a big fan of these uh, movies. So, he actually put in Peter Cushing as his General Tarkin to kind of be the Dr. Frankenstein to Vader being Frankenstein's monster. Mm. Um, and later Whoa. on, he put Christopher Lee as Count Dooku as a homage to Count Dracula as the kind of the Dracula he used to play. So, that's actually why he put those two actors in that film, which is just kind of a fun bit of trivia. That's cool. Yeah. So anyways, that was the last time this was really popular. I really hope this does well. I would love to see the return of Dracula, Frankenstein, uh, Wolfman, the Invisible Man, uh, maybe like Swamp Creature. Like I'd love to see all these guys come back mm. on screen and then in a Marvel-esque formula be all in one. So they're trying it right now and we'll see how it goes. Uh, the Dracula movie is in the works now and it's supposed to reboot the MonsterVerse. So I hope it starts. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, that'd be the, that could technically be the next uh, trend it could movies, be I guess, right it, it could fail miserably but it who knows they could do a horror-esque um universal universe thing like like how marvel is doing but yeah. like in a horror setting instead of hero setting right so that would be interesting and uh, i'd love to see something like that because it'd be very new yeah I, I i'm looking forward to seeing all of them team up like one of them will be like the rich one who like provides all the resources 
and gets yep. them all new costumes. That would be sweet. <laughs> well, they tried to kind of do that with um, Gladiator guy. Um, can't remember his name right now. Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah, he was. Uh, he played Doctor Jekyll, and Mister Hyde in the Mummy movie, and he was kind of the Iron Man one who was supplying all the funds to make these monsters come out. And uh, they were trying to start it up there with the Dark Universe, but that didn't really work out. So wait, he? You mean in the um, the in, Tom Cruise Mummy movie? Yeah, the Tom Cruise Mummy. Oh, movie, yeah. okay. I didn't. I didn't see it. It didn't yeah. seem like it I was did. It like did it, not so. do well. It was. It was definitely trying to start this whole Dark Universe thing, and then yeah. it failed. So uh, <sighs> let's hope this Dracula one starts. Honestly, if you want, if you want your Iron Man character for your Dark Universe, uh, Dracula makes the most sense. Like I, I was think picturing Dracula. Dracula. Should be your, yeah, he yeah. should be your Iron Man character. He's also immortal, so kind of yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so okay, was Tony that's... Stark. Tony Stark was immortal in our exactly. hearts. That's all my news. I'm done. Great. Uh, so just before we move on, I did send you a link. I found that Tetris song I was talking about. Oh, sweet. So it is Tetris song number three. <laughs> okay. I guess is what it's called. From one, Okay, uh... let's play it in three, two, one, and go. I don't know. This I sounds just... like this sounds like Space Age. It's I like yeah, this. so Space. Age. I always love this one. I don't know why. Like I would uh, when you're when you're selecting, I guess like whatever whatever level you want to play. Because um, I think whenever you ch- if you just hover each level, it'll just play this song. Uh, like I guess whatever that level is going to be. So I would hover over this one and I wouldn't even start because I just wanted to keep listening to it. I didn't <laughs> want to like I didn't want to cut it off and like restart it. Ah oh, man. Wow. I'm playing Tetris right now in Game Boy, actually. I've got an emulator on my PS Vita. Uh, I hacked oh, nice. my Vita and put a bunch of emulators on it, so I put the Game Boy on it, uh, Tetris, and um, I was listening to the music actually just today, funny enough, and uh, the music was not bad. So I'm, I'm assuming the Game Boy version has different songs than the NES version had, uh, but music, there, there's four choices on the Game Boy for songs that you can play, and number three was not that song, so. Ah, okay. Weird. Kind of sucks. I, I like that song. I'd like to hear that as I play. Well, just uh, you know, blast from the past. Put it on your um, on your iPod. There you go. And uh, listen through. Actually, no, even better. Put it on your Walkman. I was gonna say, if you're trying to be nostalgic and you said iPod, that's not all <laughs> that nostalgic. Well, I mean, for 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 today's audience, I don't know if many people are gonna know. Well, I mean, some of them, half of our audience. I actually, might I never, know. I never had an iPod. I went from. Uh, I went from Walkman, which I did use Walkman for a little while. And uh, yeah. remember those like disc players? You just have like a CD Discman. Player. Yeah, Discman. Um, yeah. I had those for a while, but I never like actually walked around with that. The thing I use it's the most... It's because they're called Discman, not Walkman. So you True. wouldn't want to. It'd be weird. Good point. The thing I actually walked around and listened to was I had my PlayStation Portable, the first PSP. Mm. And I loaded that with music. I had a great SD card in there and I loaded it with music. That was always my music playing device. Smart. Uh, yeah, that was that was what I did. But I, I never had a cell phone until like way later on. So, you know, it was just kind of unheard of for that kind of stuff. And iPods I never got into, so. Yeah, I remember um, getting that Discman. So, like, we could get regular Discmans that would only play, like, the non-MP3 format. So you could only get the discs that would play up to, like... 15 or 14 songs right and then yeah. eventually they came up with the ones that could play mp3s so then you could start burning cds that had like a hundred songs <laughs> and yeah. that, i think that was kind of the limit yeah and then eventually yeah mp3 players came out and it was roughly the same time and then <clears throat> mini disc players came <clears throat> out holy man what a walk down memory lane jeez oh. all right not to cut you off but we're gonna go into topic number one because we are tangenting it. like crazy this episode I love yeah. it, but we, but still, we, we got to actually get some content going. So yes. here we go. Topic number one. Uh, do you want to take it? Sure. Why not? Go ahead. Um, okay. So uh, this came up recently because I was um, 
talking to somebody. Uh, so they're they're Korean and um, just uh, family friends that I know of. And then do they I, barbecue? Uh, do they probably do. Wait, do they like barbecue or do they do? No, barbecue? do do they barbecue? Because then they, they prob- could be a Korean barbecue. They they probably barbecue. They probably do do a lot of things. They probably okay. do tons of things that other humans do, but I don't know because I only see them when they're not doing those things. Darn. Okay. So. Anyway, I um yeah, I was asking them. Oh, I told them that I saw Parasite, and uh, like they're a little older, so they I don't think they really watch movies, and uh, know it's no about know so much about pop culture. But um, yeah, so I in order to show them what I was talking about, I I searched up uh, a picture of the director Bong Joon Ho. Hopefully, I'm saying that right. And then um, so they looked at his picture and they're like, oh, oh, him, him, him. Like they knew who I was talking about, and then they realized what movie it was, and. Uh-huh. Um, is it not called Parasite in Korea? I it's probably called something in Korean in the Korean language. I would as I mean that I would, suspect, that but, would make sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I <laughs> in my mind, it's just called Parasite, but yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> so I don't think it's called Parasite. Um, I'm not gonna look it up because I'll probably just butcher the name. Um, Parasatu. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then once I saw the director's face. Um, they were like, "Oh, uh, yeah, he's communist." I'm like, "What? Okay, <laughs> that, well, well, that went, that went, that went dark fast." Um, and I was like, "Oh, okay, so is the?" And I wasn't sure what to say. And they're like, "Yeah, he's a, uh, he he gets funding from, uh, or like I guess like <clears throat> companies that are that support communism like funded him for his movies." I don't know if they meant specifically Parasite, but they might have been referring to just like. Um, like funding him throughout his career as a director and so it, yeah. it sounded like that they weren't interested in like supporting him because of that wow and so Honestly, i mean like I, I i guess like you know being so close to north korea i guess i totally understand the animosity they could have towards communism like that could be such a you know oh he gets money like even if there's a shred of chance that that guy is communist i can see them being very anti-establishment on it that. Could like, be. yeah exactly. i could definitely understand that yeah, yeah. right so Holy um stuff. I, I thought about that. Wow. I, I didn't bring up this topic because I wanted to talk about um, like politics and stuff, but it, it it's just that it what? kind of re- <laughs> that'll you be another episode. Don't want to talk about politics. What's ev- the point ev- of talking, Anthos? Ev- eventually, eventually, when we get into uh, you know when we get um, when Trump sponsors us, then we're going to talk okay. about politics because I'll call him. I mean, up. we'll have out. we'll have a very a very uh, a very level of understanding of politics. So um, anyway, okay. yeah. So I in that moment, I kind of thought. Hmm. There must be other, other things or other reasons why people would not want to support, like a person, right? Um, and then I, I thought about so many things at the time. So, um, Chris Brown. We're like for getting, one thing. we're getting very close to your topic, but I'm, I'm so curious at this moment because I still don't know what your topic. Well, okay, is. I'll just. No, no, this is great though. I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> anticipating what it's gonna be, but I'm like, where are we going? All right, here we go. Okay, I'll just name a few people and some things that have happened. So okay, Chris Brown, yeah. uh, beat Rihanna. Yeah. Uh, Justin Timberlake recently, um, was caught holding hands with a coworker, and even though he's married. Um, Kobe Bryant had a thing. This was uh, quite a quite a few years back, Ooh. where he was um, before he died. Yes, well, well before he died, um, where he sure actually he trivia. he admitted to adultery, but it was consensual. Can you um, define adultery? I, I forget what adultery is. Uh, so it's basically cheating. Um, like okay. you, I, you're, I couldn't I couldn't remember if it was like pedophilia or if it was like just cheating on your spouse. Uh. I'll, with the know, name just, adultery it's like it's so hard to know you know it's it's got a weird connotation to it right okay so i'm going to just so that i 
I don't misconstrue the definition. I'm checking Google because Google knows all, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah so everybody smart. knows it. Perfect. Let's just cool. believe in our Google. Thanks, Google. Right. So Google says, uh, voluntary sexual intercourse between a married person and a person who is not his or her spouse. Right. Okay. So, so it, it's so weird that that is what is adultery, right? Like the word adultery doesn't make sense for that. That should be called like spousery or something, right? Like, well, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, <laughs> or, that, or maybe it's supposed to be like chastising them. Like you should be more adult about this. <laughs> like, that's well, see, that's the thing. Like it's, that's why I don't like English and this is just going to be a whole other episode, but I, I think it, just, <laughs> it just has to do with like probably the orange, the, the oranges, the origins <laughs> of the word. This all has to do with adult oh. oranges. Um, you want to have better katkana? What, 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 what? You want us to have better katakana? It'd be great. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, okay. So, Kobe okay, Bryant Go thing. ahead. Sorry. Um, and then I remember a little while back. Um, oh, right. So, Kevin Spacey um, had his whole thing happen um, while he, they were still filming <clears throat> House of Cards. I thought he was squeaking clean. He... Isn't he, like, a pinnacle of, like, modern behavior? <laughs> he was up until he... Um, I, oh, geez. What's the story? I better look this Sorry, up Sorry. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm being very facetious here. Kevin Spacey's a horrible person. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, all right. So I guess you. To yeah. anybody who doesn't know, yes, he's a horrible person. Just look him up. He's done so many things, and it's right. pretty obvious. So, uh, charged with a felony for allegedly sexually assaulting journalist Heather Unruh's 18-year-old son. Um, oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then he also he takes advantage yeah. of younger men. That's... Right, but then at at the time of uh, kind of being called up for it and wanting to apologize publicly. Oh, that was at, awful. At the yeah, right. So he took that very same moment to come yeah. out basically to the world as if he was. He trying basically to said, um, "I'm so sorry for what I've done. Also, I'd like to take this moment to establish that I am gay." He yes. said that publicly in front of a bunch of people, and uh, I don't care who you are, or what you believe in, but that's a horrible thing to do. It was awful. It's, yeah, like it was just <laughs> mirroring everything about him. So, it's yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then the last one I wrote down was um, Olivia Munn, a little while back, she was boycotting, I can't remember who the actor was, no, it's not, uh, Olivia Munn was not the perpetrator, uh, but there oh, was okay. the one victim? of the, shoot, what? I'm so sorry, I haven't looked up, like, it's okay, I don't know uh, much about Olivia Munn, but I like her in the show, The Newsroom, I thought she was really cool. Ooh, I haven't seen that, I gotta watch that. It's, it's not that great of a show anymore, but the first season was really good, I enjoyed it. Uh, let's I, see. Uh, okay, so I think I canceled after the third season. Uh, here it is. Okay, so oh, I don't, I don't want to see all these ads. See all these ads, all these ads. Get a pop-up blocker, then uh, you won't have to see those ads. Oh, okay, maybe, maybe got it the other way around. But anyway, mm-hmm. um, Olivia Munn found out from an acquaintance that Stephen Wilder Striegel, with whom she shared one scene in The Predator, uh, his sole oh, scene in the right. film, yes. which has now been cut. Has been a registered that. sex offender since 2010. Right. Um, pleaded guilty to trying to lure a 14-year-old girl into sexual relationships. So, um, so I believe, from what I understand from this, uh, was that Olivia Munn was trying to kind of like boycott him being. Um, I think this is prior to his scene being cut, but she was trying to right. boycott his involvement in the movie. So, anyway, that all of these kind of just made me think about like, um, you know, we have all these people that have done. Uh, some pretty bad things, some pretty inhumane things, and yet people still tend to follow them or support them in their craft. Essentially kind of separating, um, I guess, any kind of emotional attachment from, yeah, uh, like literally just whatever it is that they are doing to contribute to the world, and that's usually through their craft, right? So I mainly just mentioned um, uh, celebrities in the form of actors and 
singers and then basketball players. So, um, oh, and director. But anyway, so I, I don't know. I, I brought this topic up more so because I haven't necessarily thought of or haven't really drawn a line in what it is, what, what, what makes me follow slash not follow or decide to not follow somebody based on what they've done outside of their craft, right? So Chris Brown, Chris Brown breeding, uh, beating Chris Brown beating Rihanna. Say that five times fast. Anyway, uh, so in that scenario, um, yeah, he did very terrible thing. And yet he still has a very flourishing career because I guess people over time have just forgiven him or or maybe it didn't even stop people from um, from following or supporting him because it's thought like, well, that has nothing to do with his music and I like his music, so I'm just going to keep going with that. So, right. um, yeah, so this is more of just a uh, I wonder as opposed to, um, you know, what what is it that we should be doing about the situations because I'm sure it's going to be different from person to person. Mm. Um, but I mean, you did all, you did already mention earlier about how the, uh, with the whole Korean thing and, um, you know, being on edge with, uh, political values. Um, I mean, we, I think that's already been a stigma that I've known to have, um, or be around growing up in elementary school. Like don't tell people who you're going to vote for, blah, 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 or don't tell people who you support yeah. and stuff like that. But I don't know. It, like. Anyway, I disagree kind of with. I, I don't agree with that at all. My parents did that my whole life. They always said never talk politics, never talk religion, and they were always saying that's that's how you. Oh, what was it like? You you if you want to keep your friends or something like never talk religion, never talk politics, and like I was raised that way for so long, mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't until I just heard somebody be like, "How do you get to know somebody if you're not afraid to talk about all topics with them?" You know, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, wow," you know, and suddenly I realized, "Oh, like don't be afraid to talk about that kind of stuff," and if um. If you have an argument with somebody, don't don't just belittle them. Don't just try to like uh, win anything. Just try to have a real conversation with yeah, them about exactly. what they actually care about. You know? Yeah. And it's like okay, yeah, I get that. So, um, yeah. and when when you do have that kind of open conversation, and you are like you're keeping yourself open minded and willing to listen to the other side and understand the other side. If anything, yeah. that's kind of like a benefit to to both people because if you if you start arguing with somebody. Um, and you obviously want to prove your point or I guess make somebody else understand your point. But by discussing, yeah. you're already doing that. You don't have to get angry at them. You don't have to. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, you don't have to belittle them in order to do that. Um, and then the more you get to converse with them, the more you can understand and the more you learn. And I don't know, even potentially being able to strengthen your your side even more if, if that's the case, yeah. right? Or either way, you've, you've come out on top because you learned something. So. Um, in terms of what you're talking about with like how we should be how we should act towards people when we discover these kinds of things i think well yeah i, mean, I, I don't want to dictate like what we should be doing or how we should no, of be, course of just, course it's yeah. just opinions it's an yeah, opinion exactly. it's just um, opinions, yeah uh i like i don't know i try my best to you know not listen to somebody's music if i don't believe in their values now i don't i don't suggest that that's what everyone should do it's just that that's how i feel i don't feel like i should enjoy someone's art or craft if i don't necessarily like how they were as a person mm-hmm. um but i have differed back and forth and i can be hip- hypocritical on that because michael jackson i don't necessarily like as a person and yet there's a lot of values of michael jackson i do like i think he was mm-hmm. a very hard worker right um and i think that his music can be really really good so yeah. you know bill cosby i think is a great comedian and i still listen to his stuff today and i still watch his show the cosby show today and yet obviously with the controversies of bill cosby mm-hmm. you look at him and go well maybe he wasn't the best person maybe if if the allegations are true then maybe you know um yeah. 
and yet at that same time robert de niro starts spouting off all these very stupid ideas in my opinion and, uh, <laughs> and i get really uh frustrated with him um and i think like man maybe he's not that great of an actor maybe he's kind of dumb and stuff and i start to think these things but then i watch the irishman and i'm like man he's got great acting chops when mm-hmm. he wants to so it's like yeah y- you got to separate the artist from the art sometimes and uh the art itself can be fantastic and yet the artist can be just an idiot and it's it can be really hard to like one and not the other and i i do struggle with this all the time so i will make fun of people on the show even i'll make fun of people all the time and yet i still like some of the stuff they do so it 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 is a struggle for sure yeah and i i agree it is a struggle and i think the struggle is because if you if you end up do supporting somebody because of their craft but they have done some terrible things on the other on on the other side of that then i guess then that uh that kind of shadow falls upon you that you're basically supporting somebody who does these bad things even though that's not why you're supporting them but there's that there's that association which i think makes it difficult and i I guess at the same time um it does make it kind of unfortunate because there's like you said like with michael jackson there are values that you didn't like and values that you did like yeah so where you know where is it that you draw the line like do i have to have more values that i do like or do i have to have uh, in order to to justify supporting him and i don't necessarily think so i mean you can just support the values right like you don't i mean we don't know these celebrities firsthand because we don't we don't talk to them like day to day we're not we're not like their close friends and stuff right so right i think it would be difficult to um to to kind of put the onus on us to really justify like supporting a whole person that we have never met but supporting the values that totally makes sense to me and you can separate that from um from the values that you don't like so you say like yes well i I like that um michael jackson if one of his values was he wanted to really produce uh good music and he wanted to showcase a lot of good talent on his albums and showcase um like good dancers in his shows then that's great because he's trying to provide work for other people and he's truly trying to um, help others with their craft, something that he can relate to, right? Because he right. had to start somewhere and he to get to where he was. Um, yep. And then you can say, I like that about him, but I don't necessarily like when he hangs children out of the window because <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a good thing to do, right? So, yeah. 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 So I feel like that would at least be like a happy medium, right? Like you support, you support the values as opposed to supporting the person or the artist. So... And actually, and on top of that, too, I do believe that even the most evil people in the world, which I know is subjective, but whatever, even the most evil people in the world, I believe, can do good. And I think that can be a very beautiful thing when the most evil person in the world turns a new leaf and decides to be a good person. So Mm. even if I completely disagree with something, um, I, I try my hardest to still pick apart the things I do get out of it, even like... For example, let's take a random example. So a lot of people dislike Hitler. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, you, can still, you can still read the Third Reich, and you can still find things out of that book that you enjoy, maybe some ideas that you actually think are great that you can apply to your own life, some things that you think are, um, you know, good actions or good morals, some good backbone, because every bad idea has little glimpses of good ideas within it, which is why yeah. it can be so enticing to some people. Yeah. So I think... Um, the, the real truth of it all is that you, you just need to use your own discernment to be able to look into people, recognize the things you don't like and recognize the things you do like and get yeah. the good things out of it. And then also this is the hardest part. And I never do this is praise those people for those good things and ignore the bad. So yeah, well, I, I, I agree tough. with, I agree with the whole, yeah. You like having discernment and 
uh, being able to pick apart like the good from the bad. I wouldn't say necessarily ignore the bad because like it does exist, and I think given oh, that I those bad things are there in communication with them, I guess. Um, oh, I see. You can, yeah, you can yeah. definitely, you can definitely, you know, let them know that they're doing what you think is a bad thing. But there's a fine line on that, and I just think it's best. Yeah, because you also don't want to dictate to somebody else, right? Of course, yeah. yeah I do yeah. think it's best to praise them for the good things that they're doing, and yeah. maybe if it's possible, if you are able to ignore the bad to them at least if you if you don't acknowledge the bad things that they do then maybe they start to notice almost like you're training a dog over time right like you're trying to get it to just you're praising it for the good things it's well doing. yeah so exactly maybe eventually you... it just keeps doing the good things yeah and that that's but... how you promote the good things right yeah you, you yeah, praise exactly. it you support Reward you show things. support for her. yeah yeah exactly yeah. um now I, i'm not saying that's perfect i definitely am no genius in this topic or anything like that that's just something that i'm trying to do better at because i mm-hmm. am very negative when it comes to especially when we come to celebrities <laughs> i'm very negative <laughs> on hollywood and uh uh i do want to recognize that there's obviously good things out there for um influencers uh, you know basketball players musicians actors there's obviously a lot of good traits that they can have yeah uh I just like to point out the bad ones so much and it might come off as negative on the podcast, but I like to point out the bad ones so much only because I feel like we've put them on this pedestal. So I feel Mm. like they deserve it. But at the same time, no one necessarily deserves that. Everyone should be praised for their good qualities and recognizing those. And everyone at the same time should also be reflecting on themselves, seeing the badness that they, that they have and trying to be a better person. Yeah. Yeah. The unfortunate thing is that, uh, people put on pedestals. Not that they're putting themselves on pedestals, but no, no. The, the, those those that are put on pedestals end up being brought down in some form because that uh, I hate to say that it kind of comes with the territory, but I think it only comes with the territory because of certain, um, I guess, companies who want to uh, draw good ratings for their tabloids and their magazines or articles yep. and stuff like that right you know they want to find any any small amount of dirt just to humanize them some more bring them down yeah. to quote unquote our level that's true um, which yeah. is yeah it's unfortunate that that happens you know i wish it didn't happen <laughs> but but it just yeah it just kind of comes with the territory i wish a lot of things did happen but yeah, unfortunately they do me so too. yeah i guess the moral I'm, of the story is just use your best judgment and uh you know praise goodness when you see it and yeah uh, for sure and recognize evil when you see it as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and I'm definitely one to say like I, I can be hip- hypocritical. I'm definitely imperfect. I make <laughs> me, a lot me, of mistakes. I do yeah. things that I realize later, or my wife makes me realize later that that was not good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, I can. I'm, I'm very happy to rely on her to point out those, uh, those things that I can work on. Hey, um, honestly, and I, I think this is why relationships are so important. I honestly feel like my significant other is more than half like it's got to be like 80 percent of the reason why i can be a better person (laughs) when you have another person who's not afraid to recognize your faults and point them out and Mm -hmm. still love you for it that is uh change life-changing because it's 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 uh positive because they point out these things and still care about you and want you to change and you're not afraid to see these bad things and then reflect on them and then become a better person this doesn't mean every single thing in your life you need to change a bit and be better for but it does mean that there are certain qualities that everyone has that they can improve on and get better yeah. at yeah so. yeah for sure anyway thanks for uh entertaining me no or humoring me with that topic are you humored so, have I, you had fun i'm quite humored my uh, my uh my funny bone is shaking oh that's a good sign uh anthos let's is move into though? topic number two 
All right, dude, wait, are we gonna dude, are we skipping the dude. wheel of scum, 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 scum? Just checking. Uh, I hate to do it, but honestly, we're at fifty-two minutes, so we're gonna have to. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I just thought I'd mention. Just now that Viewers, I've been the host, I'm so sorry. I, I know what things I've been missing out on, and <laughs> that's all. That's all. Viewers, I'm so sorry at home, but we're gonna have to skip the wheel of scum again. I don't know how many times we skipped it, but I feel like we haven't done it in like five episodes, so something like um, that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to figure it out eventually. But I've really got to talk about my topic, which is. Um, I don't remember the theme, but I was singing it earlier. The theme is from Doom. the show. Oh, it's not Doom. Nope. And it's... game series of Castlevania. Cats Lavania. Cats Lavania. Oh, I just lost you. There it is. There it is. Calling. There it is. Whoa, hello. Whoa, what happened there? <laughs> My bad. I was uh, trying to grab my tab for Castlevania, and I ended up clicking the X, so I closed out our oh, conversation. <laughs> no wonder. I thought, like, I'm oh, pretty bad. sure we saw this whole microwave debacle thing, but... Nope, nope. <laughs> that, that was totally my fault. Sorry about that, everybody. My bad. All um, good. They were fine. The audience was fine, because they were listening to me talk the whole time, so it doesn't matter. Me too. Oh, great. So now we're going to have overlapping so It's going to be a really weird <laughs> editing, but all right. <laughs> That's fine. Um, all right, here we go. So, we're going to so talk about Cats Castlevania. Wow, that was on cue. Um, C-A-T-S apostrophe L-E. So before I get into anything else, because you've also done this, as you pointed out earlier on the show, let's talk about the TV show for a little bit here. Now, before we get into it too much, full disclosure, I've still only seen season one of this show, and I've seen season one twice now. Um, and I'm very impressed by the first season of the show. Uh, as far as a video game being converted into an anime is, this is like top-notch quality. It takes video game lore and turns it into a actually a good anime at the same time so it's easy to follow and yet it's also following the game quite well so what did you think so far of the castlevania tv show and uh what are your thoughts on the show okay so i've seen the first two seasons but you've seen only the first so only we, the first, we're yeah. just gonna Sorry. i'm literally talking about the first four episodes yeah okay which is uh, uh trevor belmont uh saifa i believe is the girl and then there's like a preacher and there's like a, a another warlock guy that he talks to right okay i'm not, just trying not to many think. characters i just want to make because i watched it all in one go i just want to make sure that i separate the ending to uh spoilers by the way to anybody who hasn't seen season one yet the ending to season one is uh alucard and trevor and saifa all fighting against the evils the evil forces of dracula Okay. It's like fighting all these like demonic forces and stuff. Also, did I mention last time we or the first time we talked about this? I think when you're telling me about Alucard, that that's when I realized that Alucard, Alucard. was backwards for Dracula. <laughs> did did I mention it back then? That's supposed to be like the big trivia. Okay. Alucard. Um, okay. This actually okay. falls in really well to the dark movie universe. Uh, so yeah, the whole Dracula Alucard thing that all stems way back to the 30s when there was Bela Lugosi as Dracula and. Uh, how they used to do that like he has a son named alucard oh uh, alucard. alucard then they see a mirror and then it's it's dracula oh <laughs> so <laughs> it's actually a big thing and here's frankenstein's son nietznik narf oh that was difficult oh my gosh okay so what did you think of the show uh show was cool i think first four episodes i would say it was probably enough to intrigue me. Um, I like, I, I think I was a little bit thrown off by how dark it was. Mm, it's very dark. Um, yeah. Yeah. I did not expect that at all. It's gory. Like, it's, it's gory. Really gory. Yeah. Yeah. Right off the bat, too. Um, when he whips they, that they, guy's eye, I was like, yeah, Whoa, they geez, just like... they don't they don't hold back. So no, not at all. 
Uh, actually, I feel like it was probably yeah, probably the eye was my first like because the, the rest I were know. like okay. There's, I think we already saw some like stabbings or something oh, leading up to that, right? When Dracula first uh, fights the town, so. They really humanize Dracula in this TV show, by the way. They really make him seem like... You really feel really, for him. Like, really, do, really do. He's a villain you understand, and I really love that. So, uh, he's and you'll see, lot, you'll see a lot more of... Uh, with, this is not, not really spoiling anything, but you do really see more elements of um, him being humanized in the second season, oh, which is sweet. cool. Yeah. yeah. I did, they gave him like a love story and, and this like backstory to the reason why Dracula is taking out uh, Wallachia, I think is the town. Um, and the, yeah, and the Wallachia. Wallachia, yeah, and the neighboring cities. Um so you get to understand a little bit more why Dracula is kind of being this plague against them all. And, uh, yeah, it's really interesting, but he's so evil to all the people. Like he just does like a, a reigning terror. Like he's omen of like blood is just like raining onto people and stuff. Oh man, that was so cool. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Which honestly is, is a huge testament to Castlevania in general, which is already such a dark show or dark uh, series, I should say. Hmm. Um, so what did I like about this? Uh, so I don't I don't really know I don't know Trevor that well, um, other than in the shot because I, I I didn't play the games but um, yeah. I kind of like his his character his character makes sense to me just the way that he's um, what's the word what are those like traveling gypsies called when they're like a nomad he's basically like a oh, he's, yeah. he, he seems to me like a nomad right he's just kind of like similar, on his own kind of similar to The Witcher actually it seems I guess so well the. The Witcher to me kind of has a little bit more motivation. Uh, oh, that's for, true. Yeah. But for me, Trevor, right. so, not Trevor's, so much. Trevor's kind of just the family name, so he's kind of carrying it on again. Yeah, and he kind of like he hates it. I think because he's uh, he reluctant. Just, he is reluctant. Yeah, exactly. He's reluctant. So, um, but I think uh, I feel like they they pull that off well, like his reluctancy, but still, like obviously, he just he wants to get by and he doesn't want to cause any trouble. Uh, trouble just kind of finds, finds him. him. That's that's just how it is. <laughs> Yeah. Um, as cliche it is, but I, 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 I don't know. I like the, I like the combination. I like the trio. Um, wait, so the, in the last episode we see, right. So he's already, he's already helped out the, um, what are they called? The speakers? The priests? Yeah. The speakers? I don't really The speakers. Know he's already helped they're out the They're not spe- from the games. They're just kind of remade in the show. So I don't really understand them that well. Right. Um, yeah, so by then he's already helped out the speakers, and then we end off like we've got this trio, which yeah. is like, hey, that's a really cool combination of, uh, of cool. characters yeah. to follow. Alucard, uh, Sypha, and Trevor. And that's Trevor. very cool, yeah. Yeah, because um, it's kind of like, uh, I don't know, it kind of reminds me of, of uh, Diablo, like the original. You, you get to pick one of three characters. Yeah, they're very um, different, right? Yeah. Yeah, and they're all, they all like, they complete each other in terms of uh, like the skills that they bring to the table. Oh, um, and that one moment where, like, because honestly, you only have one last episode of the first season where they're all together. So you only really get one episode of them, all of them working together. Yeah. And there's that one moment where Trevor and Sypha fall through, like, the the ceiling, I believe. Yeah. And they're yeah. falling, and then they both use their, like, their own Their own skill, mecha- yeah. Yeah, their own skill or game mechanic to their yeah. advantage to keep them alive. And it's yeah. so cool. I can't even really remember what happens. Trevor uses his whip to like slow their fall maybe and the cypher uses like something to like stop their like a force field or something to like stop them from like breaking their fall i can't yeah. really remember something like oh, that yeah. trevor uses his whip to pull them together to pull that's yeah, what yeah, he yeah. does he grabs yeah. her pulls them together she uses the force field to stop them from falling so that's yeah. just oh uh, it's just very cool and like as a fan of the games i just i really appreciate that it was it was on it was definitely like games uh motivating the show at that moment so that was cool so is that is that a similar mechanic <clears throat> that you can see in the game then 
Uh, similar, yes. Uh, okay. E- each each character in, well, actually, I can get into that later. But uh, the, <laughs> the the show is based on Dracula three. Sorry, uh, Castlevania three, Dracula's Curse. Okay. Um, so that's a NES game on the Nintendo, and it's a prequel to the first Castlevania game on NES. So it mm. stars Trevor Belmont, and it's about him, and he meets up with these characters in the game. Now he meets up with uh, Alucard, Sypha, and one more called, I think Grant. I can't really remember. Um, and, Tenarg. Uh, Tnarg. Tnarg. I'm Tnarg. No, he meets up with these characters and then he goes off to fight Dracula. Um, then, after that, since it's a prequel, it then goes into Simon Belmont, which is who most people know. And Simon is the star mm. of the first Castlevania game. And he's also right. the star of the second Castlevania game, which is called Simon's Quest. So, um, mm. the show decided, no, screw that. Let's go all the way back to the beginning, which I think it's not the first Castlevania game in the timeline, but it's it's very close. And they went back to Dracula's Curse, which is like all about how dracula you know cursed the land and it's so interesting and then the show just like they they took the storyline just put it on steroids and we were just like boom like let's make this insane so we did a really nice. good job cool but the, the, in the game sypha is a character you can choose yeah uh, on the nest you, you can press the select button and your character kind of morphs into sypha and then you can mm-hmm. play as her or you can play as alucard and grant so yeah see i, I like that kind of stuff where like if a tv show is based off a game or something that is already like pre-existing so basically, okay, whatever the adaptation is, I like that they pay homage to or homage to whatever it came from. So being able to use those game mechanics and then seeing them in the show and seeing them in like in in the uh, I guess in real time kind of thing, um, in different like in other kind of situations, like I I really like that. It kind of reminds me of why, um, like why I liked Pokemon because I think they did the same thing, right? Like when you when you play the game. It's very it's very static because it's just like turn based and you only get to see their moves done in battle other than some of the HM moves like flash or surf or whatever, right? Right. But yeah. then but then really like in the show you get to see them use their their powers yeah. and skills like, what or abilities. What does Sunspore really look like, you know? And then they do yeah. Sunspore and you're like, "Whoa, like that's crazy." Yeah, but they don't they don't have to just use it in battle. Like they can use like all of the moves in any other way. Like right. I'm sure that Oh, well, like, okay, Squirtle, for example, putting out fires. Like, you yeah, don't see that yeah. in the game, right? But you see it in exactly. the show. So I, yeah. I like when you get to see stuff like that because then, yeah, it's nice getting that sense of, like, oh, I know that move. And I now I get to see it, like, in this kind of situation where I couldn't yeah. see that before. So I I like that aspect. Well, That's really cool. Trevor's whip is definitely, like, the big thing. You use the whip in Castlevania like like it's no one's business. Like, you, <laughs> you destroy bosses with this whip. And it's, it's such a satisfying feeling. If you haven't played uh, Castlevania on the NES, you should definitely try just a level just play like one level and you'll understand what i mean most enemies are one hit killed with this whip so it just feels like a very strong powerful weapon so watching him in the show use that whip and actually utilize it and like i said like we said earlier where he whips that guy's eye out it's like i know it's brutal and gory but it also is exactly how you feel in the game (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yeah Yeah. even though you don't see the the sprite of the eye coming out of what you hit (laughs) you imagine it happening way too gory for nest standards (laughs) but yeah uh, but Pixelated very, blood. very good. Um, uh, actually, I was going to ask for his for his whip. Do you like in the mm-hmm. game? Uh, does he? Can you like upgrade his whip, or does he just have like no, one whip? No, uh, good question. But no, actually, in the game, it works on a strange mechanic where you pick up items as you play through the game. So you can pick up like a vial of holy water, or you can pick up a boomerang. Oh, it's like, it's like a cross, but it's like a boomerang cross. Um, yeah. Or you can pick up this battle axe, which is my favorite weapon. And uh, when you pick up those weapons as you play through the game, it's kind of um. Oh, what's that game called? Mm. Uh, my gosh, uh, I can't remember. It's the shooter game. Oh, 
Counter Strike. No, on, on the NES, it was a famous shooter game, Contra. 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 Oh, yes. nice. Yeah. Um, it's very similar to Contra. So as you play uh, and you're holding that weapon, your battle axe, for example, yeah. uh, as you play, you eventually pick up these uh, upgrades to that weapon, so you can make for it better sp- yeah. and better and better. Right. But if you accidentally pick up, this is very NES-like. But if you accidentally pick up a different weapon, you go right back to square one with that weapon instead. So sometimes, uh... like you hit a in Castlevania, you famously hit these torches on the side of the uh, walls and mirrors and stuff like that you just like whip a torch and then like a heart comes down or sometimes an item comes down when Uh, the item comes down you might not want to pick it up depending on what it is so but you can tell before you pick it up like you can see what the item is oh yeah for sure yeah for sure yeah and recently i was playing just before you fight dracula i had a level three battle axe and i was just about to fight dracula and then i whipped a candle and there was this holy water there and i was like oh no like I guess people probably grab the holy water to fight Dracula sometimes, but I was like, yeah. I don't want to. So I like save my, for the audience, I was using save states. So I was kind of cheating, but honestly, that's how I play Castlevania today. You know, sue <laughs> me, but I don't care. It's a fun <laughs> game. So, um, so I saved the state right then just before grabbing the holy water. I was like, nope. And then I fought Dracula <laughs> and I fought him with that battle axe and man, I, I destroyed Dracula. So it was And awesome. it's much more satisfying that way, right? Oh yeah. Battle yeah. axe to the head. That's how you want to do it. Definitely yeah um, and that's similar to when i was playing majora's mask and i didn't want to get the uh the, the fierce deity mask because that would make me like kill ganon in like three hits or something like that uh, or not not, <laughs> not ganon sorry the um the skull kid skull kid yeah skull kid in the mask um yeah so I, I took the the harder route but it's just so much more satisfying when you fish it out that way anyway sorry back to cat slovenia uh no no problem at all um quick things i want to talk about with it is that i don't know where the show is going maybe you know more than i do but the show is like i said taking place in dracula's curse which is a a prequel series um it's possibly going to go into simon belmont which is castlevania and castlevania 2 he's in smash bros is he really simon and richter are both in smash bros right now no i didn't know that yeah for anybody at home i have the pikachu face on but, uh, <laughs> and he's yellow and his cheeks went red um i had no idea that's awesome but uh i, I if i was playing smash bros i'd definitely play as them um anyways, they're fun uh, they're um, really fun they uh if they continue on let's say they do go through simon belmont maybe further on they're eventually going to get to symphony of the night now for any castlevania fans symphony of the night is the most famous castlevania game this is the one on playstation one it's very 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 good and this is where the game series sort of turned into almost rpg like where you're picking up items and carrying them with you you also it's kind of metroid like which people kind of call it a metroidvania which is where that term came from <laughs> okay um and uh it kind of becomes where like you're picking up these better and better and better items as you go so then you have all these items to utilize as you play the game just like metroid okay um, so anyways castlevania symphony of the night is the most popular and if the show goes into the storyline of symphony of the night this show is going to be the best show we've ever seen and uh just to keep you uh intrigued alucard who is now in the show is uh one of the main characters to symphony of the night so it's going to be really interesting to see alucard still playing off as the show goes on because his story's got he's got so much more story to tell so it's gonna be great so i don't know if i just if i did something weird i like i don't see it anymore but i was searching up on google symphony of the night and i'm pretty sure it auto-filled symphony of the night type 1 diabetes and i'm not really sure why (laughs) oh you know what okay i think as i typed symphony of i think actually no i typed like sim and then auto-filled symphony of the night and then maybe following down the list it was sleeping through the night with type 1 diabetes i don't know why i anyway sorry tangent no problem no problem at all um (laughs) 
And as somebody who's playing through the NES series right now and just looking up screenshots of Symphony of the Night, I'm so excited to play this game because the graphics are so good. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Compared to the NES, oh, I think uh, I think Simon Belmont has like four colors to his pixels. <laughs> um, and it's, Castlevania Symphony of the Night, it's like the pixels are just like blowing up on the screen. It's insane. So, wow, cool. Man, I'm so excited. But if you don't know much about Castlevania, um, it's, it's fine. Like... You might like it, you might not. I have no idea. But the music is what really got me into uh, Castlevania. Mm. And even mm-hmm. on the NES version, the very first Castlevania game on NES, the songs are so good. I know it's like MIDI, and it's like tiny little blips and bloops, but it is so Tetris. good. Yeah, it's very, very good. And it'll get you into the show. Um, cool. One last thing I want to say about Castlevania 2 is, uh, speaking about the Dracula and Frankenstein and all that, so the first NES game is honestly one of the best Halloween games you could play. So if you ever just want to have some fun, get an emulator, play Castlevania on NES, and definitely use save states, because in my opinion, the game is actually a little bit tough in in 2020 playing the game. Mm. Um, So use save states to keep yourself going throughout the game. But you fight Frankenstein, you fight the mummies, you fight fight, uh, Medusa, you fight uh, the Grim Reaper makes an appearance, you know, like it's really fun. He's famous. Yeah. (laughs) So you're going through like these uh, like very Halloween-esque things, getting into the castle to therefore eventually fight Dracula. So it becomes like this whole Halloween fun time you can have, I guess. So I really enjoy that. uh, The game started off as just something like that. It was pretty much Halloween the game. And honestly, the credits at the end, you can search this up on YouTube if you want. The credits to the first Castlevania game are really funny. They have uh, Bela Lugosi, but it's like a typo. And they have... um, uh, I think it's like Bram Stoker they have as like or Bram Stoker they have as like a, a, a typo in there as well and like um, Boris Karloff they have Boris Boris Karl Office and stuff as like this random, <laughs> random like typos and that's uh, great. they'll say like Frankenstein played by Boris Karl Office and so it's these Japanese guys that clearly loved the old school Universal films and were just yeah. as, a, as as for fun they were just like throwing them in there right so it, <laughs> it becomes this like weird joke but it's also really funny so I was like laughing when I was playing recently. Nice. Uh, with Castlevania games, I guess for the first couple, um, are they? W- would you say or wait? What's the one that you you were playing recently? The that you well, you I'm actually playing through Dracula's Curse right now. But I just I just finished the first one, Castlevania, and then Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. Which oh god, that game is difficult. You needed the Nintendo Power back in the day, or else you would not have understood how to play the game. Because Nintendo Power, got... the magazine, or yeah. like the oh yeah, oh, like yeah. the players player's guide walkthrough kind of thing pretty much yeah because oh, okay there was there's confusing aspects in the game where like clearly you wouldn't have known what to do and like you would have had to have read something or talked to someone to figure out actually how to continue that's kind of cool it's very it's very difficult so anyway, would you just, say that just went through w- okay would you say that either of those games like even with or like without save states um just playing it back in the day do you think like the, could they could they have been like a one day game kind of thing? Like could you get through oh, it all yeah. in one day? You could beat oh, okay. the first Castlevania in one day for sure. You could definitely oh, okay. beat it, and I recommend it. Try it. Go for it. Uh, I don't have the patience to beat it in one day, so <laughs> yeah. I I beat Castlevania not that long ago, like probably two days ago. I beat it in maybe an hour, maybe an hour. Whoa. And it's because I use save states. So if you use save states, you don't necessarily have to worry so much because you know just before you see an enemy, you save a state. And then the enemy kills you, and you go, "Damn it!" And they just load your state, <laughs> right? And then you then you know what the then you know what the enemy's about to do. So you're like, yeah. okay, there we go, and you fight the enemy, right? <laughs> so you, you have a huge advantage than you normally would have in the game. And yeah. uh, the last battle with you and Dracula, it's a tough battle. It's hard, and I tried to do my best where I'm not cheating too much, but <laughs> I definitely cheated. So <laughs> uh, using save states, you can you can make the game 
easy enough for if you're just curious about the story go ahead yeah okay. but if you want anything similar to the anime show play dracula's curse which is number three castlevania 3 on nintendo and it's very okay. good it's easy to play pick up and play and it's so far it's following the story of the show sort of obviously the show adds a lot more stuff to it but it's it's a nest version of the show so yeah well the reason why i ask i was just trying to tie or see if i can tie something in together because season oh, one okay. was only four episodes it was really really short so okay. i was thinking like maybe the first game was also really short and then the second ep- uh, is. season is longer so maybe the second game is longer i don't know actually that's i'm sure so they far, didn't plan any of that but the first game is a lot shorter than the second game because the first castlevania is a lot more just action whip a bunch of stuff and then you win yeah uh, the second game is actually using a lot of logic so in the second game oh, cool. you fight bosses sort of but you also do a lot more of just like adventuring around there's di- uh, day and night cycles there's like talking to citizens all the stuff that's not in the first game so hmm. uh simon's okay. quest is actually like a full-on different kind of game and then castlevania 3 dracula's curse goes right back to the same gameplay of castlevania 1 well what made it good which is just hack and whip <laughs> nice cool yeah oh, sounds fun hack and whip until it is done Sorry, I think I, I totally brought us away from your topic of like the Netflix show <laughs> and just stuck to the video. Oh, game no, that's fine. I, I don't have much to say about the Netflix show except for that it, it's a good adaptation of the game so far from what I've seen. Yeah, um, and if anything, I, I, yeah, because season one was only four episodes. I think it's it's a good start. Um, so get on to season two and let me know what you think because yeah. there's there's I'm so curious. much more that happens. It, it just could really... easily derail. Like I can see it derailing and not being like the game anymore. But mm-hmm. it, so far after season one, it's very good and as a as a game kind of guy as a gamer i guess uh and like somebody who enjoys anime i would love to see this treatment done for other shows um we've already mentioned before but i'd love to see legend of zelda done with this style something that isn't afraid to just actually be like the source material Mm -hmm. and uh people enjoy it you know even simon belmont or sorry trevor belmont makes fun of uh like turkeys being in, in inside the wall and that's like something from the game. Like he'll find a turkey inside the wall, and he'd be like, "Why would he eat that?" You know, but he eats it anyways. Anyways, the show made fun of that. It made a joke about that. So I nice. love that. So cool. Um, yeah, just good stuff like that. Nice, good cool. all around stuff. Great, Catslavania. Sweet. Anyways, that's my topic. And th- oh, so I have to ask you one last thing: Where can the audience find you? Well, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at anthos one. That's at a n t h zero z one. And if you want to find me, you can find me also at Twitter at Matbrush Gaming. Or if you'd like to watch this podcast in video form, you can go to Matbrush Gaming at YouTube, and it's under the Scumbar Podcast. Or, 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 or you can go to any of your famous podcast platforms like Podbean, like iTunes, like Stitcher, like Twitcher, like Bitcher, like Mitcher, like <laughs> Flitcher, Flitcher. You can go to any of them. And just type in the Scumbar Podcast, and you will find our podcast there, and then you can follow it. You can also like it. You can star it. You can thumbs it up. You can thumbs it sideways. You can just look at it and not do anything with it if you want, you but that's boring. You can it with your ears if you wanted to. Um, you can comment on it and let us know what you guys think about the podcast, or if yeah. you want to give us some kind of long essay, you can email us at thescumbarpodcast at gmail.com. Ma. And we also may read that live on air, depending on how good or bad your essay is. Yeah, we might read it twice. Or four times. Yeah. You never know. Just depending on how much we like it. And without further ado, guys, Anthos has something he would love to tell you. Anthos, go ahead. Usually in the dark, your mind fills the space. Monsters only live in your mind. 
But sometimes people can be just like monsters. And those live on Earth. Oh! <laughs> oh, goodbye! Wow. <laughs>